Well, look a there. It's time for another episode of Drew Drogi's Minor Revelations. Look a there. I don't know what that means. I, I it's just like a strange. Um, sounds like something that someone's trying to make happen. Look a there. Um, anyway, hi. I have two really special guests uh, today that, um, um, for different reasons, uh, just you know, to make it all about me. I they they um, represent two things that really. Uh, that really formed me a lot in my early uh, middle days of living in, in L.A., <laughs> as opposed to the late uh, autumn years that I'm living now. Um, but uh, one of my guests is Allison Dunbar, who is uh, who is a member of the Groundlings. And I've talked about that a lot, and so I'm not going to go too much into how important improv and doing the Groundlings was. But um, I've known her for a really long time, and I just, I just am so excited to have her on the show because I think she's j- just delightful and the Groundlings was a place where I I really did meet some of the most specific uh, weird uh, tortured intelligent human people like truly specific people that we didn't really fit into the, the the theater world definitely not the musical theater world but we had some of that energy on us we were definitely actors but we weren't stand-up comedians and so we didn't fit in with like comics and you know we all were kind of nerds and we spent a lot of time reading or like watching documentaries or just like feeling like we who are we and also being told that we could never make it as actors because we didn't look or act like other people um and I think that's what is the beauty of of the groundlings it's like it's it's just it's brought up some of some of the the greatest character actors who also just like really just you know um are just fascinating people to get to know and that have had such strange lives getting themselves to where they are now so I'm um very excited about that and that was one of my favorite things about going through the groundlings was just like getting to meet uh, and work with certain people and their brains, their crazy, weird, twisted brains that are, that just uh, continue to this day to delight me. And my other guest is Dave Lyons, who uh, um, I know for I've known for even even longer than I than I've known Allison because uh, we uh, were both involved with Channel One Hundred One. And if you're not familiar with Channel One Hundred One, um, do yourselves a favor, go on Channel One Hundred One dot com. Uh, it uh, it started before YouTube, and uh, you know it is you know obviously friends of you know the Feral podcast you know lots of um, you know people that bring up Channel One One a lot, but if you're not familiar, it's just it's uh, it, it's it's remarkable. Um, I got involved in it uh, I guess right after I was doing the Groundlings, but before I knew Allison. This is who cares about all this timeline of stuff, but um, before before YouTube. You know, I mean, I'm talking about like the Lonely Island. I mean, it's like those guys started at Channel 101. So if, you know, viral videos before any of that stuff, uh, they were making and and once a month to this day, they have they have screenings and audience members go and they vote on which shows they want to see the next uh, the next month. And it was back in the day when it was so DIY, before DIY was even a thing, people were making these things just out of pure 
need to make things out of pure joy. Um, Yacht Rock is the show that Dave was involved in, and I, I'm going to let him talk about it uh, on you know and explain it. But you have to watch Yacht Rock. I uh, was lucky enough; I got brought in on a show called Classroom, and at the time we were the longest running show. I think we did like maybe 15 episodes of it or something. Um, and I, I think those are available online if you Google Classroom. Um, it's like this parody of after school specials. But then Mike Rose and Tyler Spears, friends of mine, uh, created uh, this this show called Planet Unicorn, which is this animated unicorn show that changed my life. Um, it was the first viral thing that I was a part of. We were uh, taken um, around the country. I was going to say around the world, but not really around the world. But um, you know, I mean, it, it was it was such a it was a really magical thing, and it was something that nobody would have ever. You know, it was a it was a it was a three minute animated cartoon about gay unicorns who lived on a you know a planet in the year twenty one seventeen. Who would ever buy that in two thousand five, two thousand six, whenever we did it? We did it out of a place of like this will be fun, and it taught me a really important lesson to just make and create what inspires you. Do the thing that you think is is worth it. Don't worry about anybody else's approval. Don't worry about anybody else uh, you know giving you money to do something. Just, just do it, and and um, it inspired this whole culture of self starters and people who make their own stuff. And I also say that if you make things that are bad, nobody will see it. Nobody shares things that are that are middling or mediocre. They just go away. So I, I you know, my sort of takeaway, what I try to say, talk to people, talk to young people, or just in general, people that are like. Um, if you have an idea, make it, make it happen, because um, that's how, that's how um, great art happens. That's how great friendships happen, and uh, and you will find yourself in a really rich life that you've created for yourself. And it's very hard in this this business to have any to feel like you have any control over anything because you don't. We don't. We have no, you know, as creative people who work f- to be creative, you just really don't have any control over, over people liking it, over how much people are going to pay you or whatever. But you can control, um, you know, making things and, and, and uh, you know, and you can uh, take charge of your of your life and your and your, you know, your creative energy and just, I don't know, get a bunch of friends together with a camera and an idea and and uh, and do it. All right, I'm going to quit babbling. Let's have a show. Well, hi, guys. Good morning. Good morning. (laughs) It's 10 a.m. Oh, my God, we're doing this. Very exciting. Uh, I, w- I am so excited to bring to the show today Allison Dunbar and Dave Lyons. Hi, guys. Hi. Um, yeah, it's early, and I'm sorry I was late. I had a oh. doozy of a night last night. <laughs> I mean, so where were you? Okay, so, because we, we all talked, we, we, we had a crazy night last night. Okay, so um, I feel like I've been on this, like, two-day garbage binge and it's not even really like I've had this, like, I've been out to just, like, rage and party hard. But I, two nights ago, I went to the Hollywood Bowl and saw Adam Lambert. Uh, he's he's frontlining for Queen right now. Yeah. He is amazing. Oh, like, really? God, I'm so, so jealous. incredible. And... It's just amazing to see Queen, to see yeah. to see those guys, and just and yeah, just the, and their those... ability to shred the guitar and the drums like that, and then just like and playing these songs. There are just so many that are just so special and 
just singular. You're just like, who, what, like who they, comes up with all this? They write anthems. Yes. Like every song yes. is an anthem. And those are not small shoes to fill. No. And he's able to make it his own. He's not trying to sound like Freddie Mercury at all. Yet he's still giving such like respect to the song and the and it's just the perfect he's the perfect person to to do that. I mean, I, I'm normally so against. I'm I, sometimes it's super creepy. I think when you see somebody like step into shoes and yeah. you're like, why is it? But I just I just and I think he's amazing. And I just and I just had a little moment, uh, at, you know, two nights ago that I'm just like, why? Like, and I get uh, whatever. But as like. Gay men like kind of don't hold him up in the way that that we all should because like we hold up our ladies in these in this way of just like these voices and I'm like why don't we hold up him like in that same way with like with Beyonce Rihanna you know Madonna that that sort of thing because you're just like he is a force of nature and I just don't I mean I don't know like he's sort of everyone still looks uh, you know as like oh he was on American Idol and oh yeah he's really good he is amazing like he is like I- I've never experienced the the chills that that voice you know creates so anyway we were there the lights were just out of control it was a very emotional night it was just this like amazing night but we were drinking like really bad wine like that cheap <laughs> shitty Hollywood Bowl wine yeah, the, that's still like 30 bucks a bottle. Oh, oh, no, try like 48 uh, a bottle. And you had to buy a bottle. You mm. couldn't just get the a glass. glass and so, yeah. so we're like, whatever, it's fine. We're at Hollywood Bowl. We're in the, it was a perfect night. We don't, we don't care. We're drinking terrible wine. We don't, we don't really care. So we didn't really drink that much. But I felt so bad yesterday where I woke up. I was like, I didn't drink too much. I just drank too trash. You know what I mean? I was just like, <laughs> yeah. this is awful. And that sugary feeling of like your stomach and just like, oh, so then um, all day yesterday, I was sort of suffering with that. And then last night, I had to host this party. And, and I'm only revealing this because this is all part of the plan of the party. But that they had delicious drinks last night with Campari, and which is like one of my favorites. And it's a, Campari? I love Campari. It's that's like your... a liqueur. Yeah, it's I mean, even, it wasn't that's not a drink. <laughs> <laughs> that's, well, it was, it we, was, we know where your bar is. You get Campari, like the, it's like one out of <laughs> six <laughs> ingredients. It's not like your drink. Ooh. You drink a Campari and soda, you're uh, 95 years old. <laughs> Ooh, blue Curacao. Oh my this god! I, oh yes, it's the best. <laughs> Have you guys ever had bitters? Just bitters, <laughs> just straight. Oh, straight up. No, they, they were. It was vodka and Campari and grapefruit juice. But but I just the Campari the flavor is like well just that is my you know, okay medicine. Okay. <laughs> and also when I was feeling gross, there was something about it that felt kind of weirdly comforting because it was like I don't know. It was like you know maybe I'm just it's like cough. Yeah. yeah, and yes. I and I love it. I like. I am a 95 year old man. I love like drink scotch oh, and yeah. toddy. I drink. The, I like. I like drinks that bite back. Okay. I like black licorice. I love like mm. olives and like. I'm just like. Oh, I want all that. Like that's cool. A savory. And, I, and I've only been into that for the, in the last couple of years. Like I've totally turned old man. I was. I used to want sweet, and I'm like I hate sweet now. Anyway. So, but at this party, the food that was at this party was intentionally um, uh, upsetting and uncomfortable. And the guy who made the food, who I was standing right in front of, was like, I kind of wanted everyone to have a really difficult time with this as part of the fun <laughs> of the party. So, what was the so, food? Oh, it was, um, there were these giant rice balls that were so big that, I mean, I, I'm literally, they oh were like. Oh, my God. That's and, hilarious. And inside, there were like pickled vegetables, but it was like really bizarre. And everybody was like. 
and there was no forks or knives, so people were eating them with their hands. I mean, they were the size of like of like like yeah, miniature yeah. basket. Okay, yeah, I'm sorry. A... Who threw this party? Because that is so funny to me it was to like ha- a... have a party and like intentionally fuck. It was. Yeah. It Here's was, some yes. obstacles <laughs> for you. It was. It was. It was hilarious. It was wonderful. Like it was. It, it was very much like like John Waters has like a Christmas party where it's like he has a wreath that snags your sweater when you walk in the door <laughs> and like things that'll hurt you and come out and grab I love you. This. It's wonderful. And so, but he also had these these wraps that were like in rice paper and it was just salmon roe and pineapple. Ew. And so you would bite into it and it was just viscous and 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 everything was kind of vaguely like genitals or you know everything was sort of like <laughs> gelatinous and weird and he had these little squares that were wrapped up and it was just fish paste in a square and and I bit into it and I'd I was be like, resentful this is so hateful and the drinks yeah. were so good so I had like three drinks last night, but I had a completely empty stomach. And on the way home, yeah. I was going with a friend, and I was like, and this was 11 o'clock, and I'm like, I have to have food. I have to have food. I'm just like spinning yeah. out, and I feel horrible. So we went through Jack in the Box. So I had Jack <laughs> in the Box last oh, night at true. 11. I mean, which what, I haven't done in so long. What do I put on top of all this fish paste? Uh, exactly. Fried jalapenos and, oh. and like a, yeah. I mean, yeah. You know what I mean? Got to do it. Yeah. So I woke up today like I'm not really hungover, but I feel disgusting. Yeah, like I feel like Pizza the Hut. Like I feel just mm-hmm. like that. Like horrifying. I've been doing the bulletproof diet. Do you know about that? What is that? Oh, the bulletproof is like bulletproof the coffee. Bullet it's a nightmare. Um, I mean, it really works, uh-huh. and I do it when I need to get skinny. But it's horrible. Like you drink coffee with butter and coconut oil in the morning. You fast for 18 hours a day. So you only eat within a six hour period. Yeah, I don't know. Fasting like kicks something up in your butt, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, I've been doing it. It works. No booze. You know, it's been 21 days. And I'm sorry, I love drinking. Me too. It's fantastic. I love margaritas. So last night... um, I had a little GNO, little girls' night action. Yes. And my girlfriend just got into town from Canada. She lives in Canada uh-huh. during the year. And so I was like, oh, I'm going to drink. And we went to downtown LA and we went, first we went to Perch. Have you guys been there? Oh, yeah. It's like that rooftop. Yeah, it's fantastic. It's really beautiful. Oh, I've been, I've been to Perch. Yeah, 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 sure. Yeah. And then we went over to Otium, LA, mm. which if you have not been, no, the I've food not been is insane. It's oh, so wow. good. Like this chef has a garden up on the roof and that's oh. where he does all the vegetables oh, and herbs the for the the food sourced, is all fresh yeah. it's, you know farm to table stuff yeah, anyway sure, sure. I drank four elderflower margaritas oh that sounds Jesus. Jesus. perfectly delicious so good so gin and tequila yeah I, elderflower I, yeah. is like gin right I mean it's like where, where they make gin out of Okay, maybe that's why I feel so horrible. I didn't know that. But that because I'm like delicious. It though. was so good, like a drink with a flower in it that was edible and I don't know, it was so good and I'm I had a blast, but I feel like sweaty and shaky. And I uh-huh. came home and microwaved three cheese sticks and put, <laughs> and put jalapenos on top. Yeah. So I also See? had a jalapeno yes, snack. We had a- <laughs> <laughs> I had a thing about like, I, I in my weird, crazy, horrible, insanely not nutritious brain, I think like if it's spicy, that will somehow be better for me than 
than not. I don't know what it is. I think that's is. probably the opposite, but I love yeah. spicy. I know, exactly. Yeah I, yeah, I pay for spicy. When I do spicy, it's something I, I tend to avoid. Oh, it's horrible, oh. especially late at night. Like, no, no way. No, it's 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 a nightmare. They say in general, system. like, but it is good for your metabolism, and it's, I think. It is good. It also wards off colds. Like, if you it are... Does. Yeah, if you have, like, I mean... The whole thing about Hillary and hot sauce, did you hear about that when there was this whole thing that was happening during the election where this guy that grew up with Hillary Clinton was like, he was talking about the woman that he knew. It was his mom's best friend. And so, and the the best advice that she had for him was to put hot sauce on everything. And she put, and Hillary to this day, like stays healthy that way by putting hot sauce on, you know, on, on her food. And it just, it does, it does keep things moving. I put jalapenos so, on everything yeah. I can. Yeah, it's me too. I will, I And will I rarely get sick. I wonder yeah. if that's what that is. Mm. But yeah. I, also yeah. I don't think it, I don't think it like knocks a cold out if you have one, but I think it'll keep it. It just makes sense that you do sweat more and it just, you know, yeah. and it just, you know. It Keeps your of, body on guard. Yes, exactly. Uh, and I like to be on guard. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. yeah. I feel defensive. Yeah. So. Yeah. I feel a little bad. I didn't. I didn't go out drinking. I last was going to say, I did just, you drink last night? Weak. I did not. But I just. I just went and saw a movie. But I haven't been drinking much lately, because a couple weeks ago, I had a night that was just asinine. Yeah, uh, it happens. Well, yeah. what happened? Well, a friend's band was playing uh-huh. at the Echo Plex. Okay, they're from Which Nashville. They're in town. Uh-huh. They're called the Proto Men. They're fantastic. Hadn't seen them in a while. Went. Was drinking for free, backstage pass, all that thing. And by the end of the night, I was like, wow, I have really had my fill. And I'm, I'm a hard cider guy because, one, I'm a tough guy. <laughs> yeah, obviously. Two, I yeah. love heartburns and hangovers. <laughs> so I was drinking like a like an Irish poet. Is that a phrase? Uh, sure, like sure. Yeah. Dylan Thomas. Uh, yeah, the, yeah. Sure. Yes. I drank what? Yeah. No, that yeah. Was Socrates. <laughs> um, so the end of the night, uh, they invite me on the bus rock and roll party boss mm-hmm. like all right well i can hang with these guys i'm 41 and an yeah. adult why don't yeah. i drink like a freaking idiot so they were passing around wild turkey and oh my oh, god yeah. i had a few uh like room temp wild, wild turkey, turkey. Yeah. passing it around yeah, like back of the bus sure like, yeah this is what wild i've got under my turkey. bunk mm. That's um, what my stepdad drinks. He was Wild Turkey 101. Yeah, that's what this was. Okay. I yeah. think... There was also some Crown Royal. I thought. Oh, it'd be... that's really rough. Yeah. And I, well, that's I thought it'd be... Because that's like a mixture. It's got like, it's got liqueurs in it and whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's got more, more like I remember in college sugary. thinking Crown Liqueur was, that was like really nice. Well, oh, came in it a came velvet in a, a velvet, bag. <laughs> yeah, in a velvet bag. bag. You get a yeah. pouch, a free oh, purse yo, it, look, it. you look like a king. Yeah. yeah. Keep your 12-sided die in there. Yeah. And your ducats. Yeah. Is it Wild Turkey or... Oh no, Bacardi 151. I remember I used That's to bartend wrong, with this yeah. guy that used to like light his breath on yes, fire at the yes. bar. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. They would drop shots of it in like 151. They yeah. drop shots and they no, um anyway, it's all it's all fire. It's all poison yeah. and it's all delicious. Oh, it's well, medicine. Yeah. I, I stepped off the bus like, "All right, time to call the Uber." Uh the bus goes away onto their next stop down the road. I was happy to see my friends had a great night. Looked at my phone, totally dead. And um, I am 6.1 miles from home, and I can't call an Uber. And oh, my God. the wild turkey's Nightmare. starting to kick in. And I start kind of walking home. Like, all right, well, I'll walk in the direction. I'll charge my phone somewhere. I went into a jack-in-the-box. Oh, my God, jack-in-the-box. Same the box. thing. Oh, my God. How it's strange. It's like a signal flare for the drunk. It, it, it knows. It knows exactly what you need. Ugh. Uh, nobody there would help me uh, charge my phone. Long story short, I walked home 6.1 <gasps> miles. Oh, my God. Uh, got home. My wife was not impressed. Oh, my oh, God. You're my married? God. 
<laughs> for now. Um, and the worst part of it, uh, because uh, my phone was dead, I couldn't even count my steps. Oh my god! Oh, there you go. You can't oh, even. You wow, don't even wow, know wow. what you've done. Yeah, but you. Okay, that's a lot of. Especially when you're drunk and you just don't even really know. I'm surprised that you could find your way home. I mean, this is. Yeah. Well, it's, were it's, you sober? But oh no, here's what I want to know: How many times did you pee in bushes on your way home? Because six miles must have taken you a long yeah, time. Yeah, there was. Uh, I, I sort of ducked down by the river. Okay. Uh, that's mm. kind of my favorite place to pee in L.A. Yeah, sure, little, down little by fun, the river. Fun fact about Where the bodies are. Yeah. yeah. And the special so, folk. Yeah, say hi to my friends. Oh, my God. I'd um, be so scared in the middle of the night to go pee by a river. Well, it was getting light. Oh, well, there you go. So, wow. <laughs> there, wow, what time did you get home? Uh, about 6.30 in the morning. Oh, my God. Was your God. wife so pissed? She was not happy at all. Oh, I can't imagine. And and, the, and and also terrified and everything. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, because she couldn't get a hold of me because my right. phone was dead. Right, 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 right. And on one hand, it's like, well, my phone died and I made it home. On the other hand, I'm 41 years old and I don't need to be living that way. Yeah. yeah. No, I know. So I know. I just kind of was like, you know, maybe, uh, maybe I'll just take a little... Uh, you know, maybe uh, try that thing where people only drink two drinks a night. Right. Have you right, heard right, of this? Right. Oh, yeah, I've heard of that. Yeah, it's yeah. Uh, drinking like an adult. Oh, yeah, no, that sounds, that sounds horrifying. Mm-hmm. No, I just, the thing is, it's like, I, I know there's there's some nights that you just go out and you're like, it's going to be one of those nights. I just, I love drinking. I like the, the way it tastes. And I really don't like being drunk. I hate when I hit drunk. Cause, Absolutely the same. Because I'm just like, I... First of all, to me, it means the end of the night, and that means I have to go home. And I'm just like, mm-hmm. oh, I don't want someone. I'm having fun. I'm like, I want the night to keep going. And when I'm, oh, if I'm drunk, I'm just like, oh, I just this is awful, and I hate this feeling. Like, I love to smoke pot. I like, I, I actually like being high, but I don't enjoy being drunk at all. I don't like making an idiot of myself. Me either. Like unintentionally. Mm-hmm. Yes. I like to be in charge of when yes. I do that. Right. It's yes. the control thing. And so the minute I know I'm drunk, I generally Irish exit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I know. And it's, it's why I like to drink at home. I mean, I know sure. that's not good, but I love drinking at home. I love to make myself my own margs uh-huh. because I like my ratios. Yeah, you know how yeah. you know how to make yeah. them. Turn on and like a real housewife. Margaritas are real tricky. They're really hard yeah. to get right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because, you know, a good margarita, that there's nothing better, and a bad one, there's nothing worse. Yeah, yeah I don't you know? want too much sour mix. No, I hate that. No, I don't no. want Cointreau in my margarita. I don't no, know why no. so many bartenders do that. Yeah, yeah that's, a, that's a thing. I have an uncle that makes it with Cointreau and Sunny Delight. Oh, and yeah, wouldn't I just, mind the Sunny D, but I don't like Cointreau or Triple Sec. Uh, yeah, no, all that stuff is just pure garbage. Yeah, no, to me, it's like a really good silver tequila, lime juice, you know, and um, and, and what else? How you else drink you a it? Skinny Girl, and it's good. Yeah. Listen, there's a specific mix I like. I don't know it. It's my vice. I mean, I think what I drink is probably packed with sugar. Sure. You know what I mean? But all like, drinking is But I like sugar. it. I mean, yeah. I to me, it's my dessert. It's like, turn on The Real Housewives, yep. a couple pint glasses of margarita, I bump into walls and giggle, <laughs> but no one sees it. No one sees it. No one's seeing it. <laughs> I know, I, I know. It's the thing, but it's also like, you know, I, I've... I'm very glad I'm not in a place where I'm like, I'm going to have to stop drinking completely because that would be really, really, oh, really tragic. hard. tragic. Yeah. That, and that'd be and a my bummer. friends who have been like, I have to, you know, in order to save my life, I can't drink anymore. <laughs> of course. And I'm like, you, please, please stay alive and don't do it. But it's really got to suck for them. It's like, and I really, I mean, I have, I have so much respect 
um, you know, I have one of my best friends just just turned five and five years sober, and it's like he's uh, you know, and that's what they call you know, like yeah, birthday. Like, what, are you like, hanging you know, out with five year olds? I, I get it. Yes. Yeah. Oh, they're great. They Kindergartners say the darndest things. Yeah, they're so um, innocent. No, but I just like there are times that I just I have these flashes of like, uh, you know, I don't. I you know I, I just like he can't have that taste you know what I mean he uh. can't have that like those moments and um, and he fully admits it he's like oh this just you know um, I don't I know how they are nice to people and go out at night I don't I don't either because I really don't people either. will say to me like are you coming to such and such event and I'll say no I'm not going out I'm not I'm not drinking right now and they go well can't you have fun without drinking and I'm like. No, <laughs> no. I, you want me to go to a crowded bar or club yeah, and no not drink? I would hate everyone mm. there. Well, I've I have moments when I have gone out when I'm not drinking, and I'm like, first of all, like if I don't drink for like two days, if it's even that that short of a window, I can go out and I can smell it on people. Uh-huh. They are mm-hmm. annoying. Yeah, they're yeah, talking that's what I'm about saying. nothing interesting. That's what I'm saying. That and you I'm just have like, to drink oh, to be around them. I don't like anybody right now. I want to go home. Like I have no yes. interest that's, in talking to anybody. That's the thing. You you go home early. Right. That's exactly. Like, all right. You need well, the social 11. lubricant. Mm. Absolutely. Just and to tolerate your own friends. <laughs> I know. And these are the yeah, these are people that I like. Yeah, I you, you choose to be with them. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, anyway. So, well, that's it. We're just yeah. going to keep drinking, but we're going to try, oh. I guess, to just not have those. Every now and then, though, you're going to have those nights. I'm yeah. also like, I I just, you know, I, in theory, I'm like, oh, I do eventually at some point want to be in a relationship of some sort. And because I've been single most of my life. And but I do think about it in those moments, like in your situation where there's somebody else like worried about yeah, you immediately. And that's what that's what did it for me. I was and like, that's got to be that. like, oh, my God, because I do when I have those moments, I'm like, thank God I, I don't have a kid or like a, or mm-hmm. like a husband that's like at home going, are you dead? You know what I mean? Like all that because it's like I can take care of me. But that's also got to be really rough. Well, the, you, know. you just need to bring them with you. So you exactly. two of your crease together. <laughs> I Drag them down. But what did we do with the, before our phones? Like, how did we get places? How did we do things? Did I, we just drive drunk? And I'm trying to I remember. Did. I did. Life too. was way more awesome, though, before. I mean, I remember I, I used to hitchhike to parties. Like, yeah. I lived a very carefree life. And so I get very resentful about, I don't like it. When someone texts me, um, you know, I'm walking up to the restaurant, uh-huh. I text back, go fuck yourself. Because I get so <laughs> mad. I'm like, live your life. I will see you when you get here. Yeah. Like, do you remember? I mean, I don't know. You know, when yeah. I was in high school, it was like, Drew, are you going to such and such party tonight? Right. And you'd say, yeah. And then we had no communication. I didn't know how when you, I was going to be there. I was, bump into you. There. Right. I was looking for you all night. Right, like, right, and right, when right, I yeah. saw you, it's a celebration. Right. That life was an adventure. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And now it's like. I'm getting in my car. <laughs> I don't know. We, we also document our lives so much. Like yeah. everything is news. Everything is, you know, with social media, the, the things that people post. And you're just like, wow, we don't need to know that right now. We don't need to know yeah. what you're going through. What movie you're watching, how much you like it. Right. What, where you went on the way home. Uh-huh. Probably Jack in the Box. Probably Jack in the Box. People don't post that. I mean, they <laughs> yes. don't post that. They just they you know yeah. they just they have too much shame. They as, post as they, they should, post their as we cappuccino all with a heart on it. Ew, oh, that's the best. Yeah, my God, they made a heart for me. But I but you know what I I'm gonna take it. I'm gonna take a lesson from that, and I'm gonna do that less because I feel like I do that sometimes as I let people know where I am. I think I have a weird insecurity that. 
uh, what's gonna like maybe like if I'm meeting somebody like they might be in the other part of the restaurant like stupid things or like maybe they're not coming or maybe I don't know and then I'm like it's a weird way of letting people know like I'm here but you're right it's like who gives a shit yeah like yeah. I'll see, who cares you know, it's all it's even it'll happen it's also I get really mad you know my boyfriend is um very uh, phone obsessed mm-hmm. I mean he does a lot of his business there so yeah. but like I remember one night I was meeting him. Um, at a restaurant for dinner at the bar and I was so excited because we live together so that takes away some of the fun of, yeah. so I love yeah. a date night where we're meeting because it's like oh he didn't see me get ready it's just oh, going to be really, that's and really something that's really sweet. To, yeah. a moment that I love is when you're meeting a date and this used to happen you know back before phones and he's sitting at the bar and you get to walk in mm-hmm. you oh, get that moment yeah. where they look up and they see you and you walk toward them and you're hoping they think wow whatever and I walked into the restaurant and he's sitting at the bar and it's and I'm slow walking and I'm trying to make a noise and you know I'm like tap 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 hi and he didn't understand why I was so bummed but I'm like come on like put your phone you know I don't know I lived in New York City for a long time which is where the story that I'm excited to tell you about is from New York but I don't know it's we go to dinner alone we go to movies alone. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. No phones. I just, I don't know. Right, I try right. and put my phone away as much as I can. I went there. A lot of uh, places I went to, I just got back from Berlin, and a lot of places that we went there, you had to check your phone at the door. Great. Really? I love really, that. It was really wonderful. I love that. There's and, a bar in uh, Silver Lake that does that. Oh, uh, really? used to be MJ's. Was, oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I loved MJ's. Was yeah. that the dance club? Yes. Yeah. It was I a big, loved crazy, that place. dirty gay dance I club. I loved yeah. it there. Yeah, it was really fun. Yeah. And what is it now? Um, I haven't been there, but somebody told me it's like an Eastern Block like, oh, okay. Like, okay. Is it yeah. dancing? Uh, I, I if think it's, it's like Eastern Bloc, it is. That's well. A, I think it's. I think it's more like Eastern Bloc, as in you know East Berlin. Oh, not like the, the not like the gay bar in New York, which is what I'm thinking of. <laughs> oh, like Eastern Bloc. I'm like, I love that Dave knows about Eastern Bloc. I thought that just meant like, like well, a stark deep, building. I, I knew mean, about I'm MJ's. Not, you knew about MJ's exactly. <laughs> they used yeah. to have White Trash Wednesdays, and we go there and listen to metal music oh, with my old yeah. roommates. Oh yeah. Um, I'm, I'm way into that. But I think it's more of like this sort of cold thing where you have to check your phone at the door. That's the only story I've heard about it. Now mm. I wish I knew more about it. Cause yeah, I there's, there's a big thing about it. that. They're really not into it. There was another bar that, or it was one place that I went to called Rose's Bar in, in Kreuzberg, and they have a thing they were like, they have a big sign up that says no cell phones, get drunk and talk to people. Yeah. And I it love was that. Like, and that was the that thing. If they really saw happy. you with that cell phone, they would kick you out. I and they would refuse that. service to people. They were just like, I don't oh, know why you're standing here. Hopefully that'll become a new trend in and LA. And I think it's got to swing that way eventually, because we are all so much on our fence and I'm terrible with it like I almost have to be I, I need eastern block rules on me I need someone saying I'm taking your phone out of your hands because mm-hmm. yeah. it is such it's such a knee jerk reaction mm-hmm. like and we feel so tethered to it we're like oh anything can happen and and also I remember thinking in my mind um, oh, like, because I'm nine hours ahead in Berlin from from LA and I'm like what if I'm getting a call in the, in the middle I'm like what am I going to do anyway <laughs> I'm in Germany yeah. I'm around the world What's going to happen? Like, you know, it'll, it'll, you know, I'll get back to my phone at some point and everything will, life will be fine. And it was yeah. just perfectly. We're just public. conditioned now, I think. Yeah. Just think about how much more able you were to connect. Right. When right. You, you weren't, you know, sure. you actually saw more stuff. Right. 
I know. Well, it's like the difference between driving and riding in a car. Like when you ride in the car, all yeah. the different things you see. Yeah. Because you're not like, you know, and it's like, you're like, oh, I never noticed this this thing that, you know, and that's yep. just all the little stuff. It's like really important. And, you know, you know, noticing people and also just like uh, dare to break the surface. I feel like too, wait, we're really, really good at small talk now. And then it's like, okay, now we're going to get into our phones because we've gotten oh, all yeah. the, you know, it's like dare to like be a little uncomfortable for a minute and dig a little deeper and be like, all right, yeah. uh, what do you like? What yeah. are you into? Like, I'm, you know, I met a friend for dinner just a, a couple nights ago and we were, I, I got there before he did and we were at the bar and I had my phone out and I was, you know, playing a little game and checking my emails seeing what, you know, the president is up to. Uh, just because I, I felt not familiar. Well, I just felt like being, the, you know, the reality show Skidmark. Uh, oh um, yeah, I'm sure. I, yeah. Oh yes, now I, I get felt it. like being infuriated. Uh, uh, and uh, there was, you know, just a nice person sitting next to me. It was like, "Hey, how's it going?" And I'm like, "What are you doing, talking to me?" I'm on, wow. but yeah. but it hit me. I'm an asshole. And this well, this lady's just there at the bar, probably yeah. waiting for a friend as well. Probably, yeah. yeah. And I put my phone down and I said, I'm waiting for a friend. What are you up to? And we had a lovely conversation. That's so nice. That's good. A- about noodles. I love that. Mm-hmm. I love that. I was I, I feel like that so rarely happens in LA. Yeah. And I love that because when I was um in New York, uh I just I went and saw Hello Dolly, mm. uh, which is just the weirdest show ever. I, I don't understand it. It's it makes zero sense. It's just the <laughs> it's so daffy and zany and stupid mm. that it's 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 actually upsetting. <laughs> and, and it's about a mentally ill woman that everyone finds grand and just isn't she fancy? And everyone sings about how great this woman is, and she's crazy. I've never um, thought about so, that. So um, anyway, but I saw so I I went on a night that Donna Murphy is on because she's. Um, the alternate for Bette Midler. And Donna Murphy has won Tony Awards and she's this New York legend. And, she's, and so when she's on, she's not the understudy. She's doing it on Tuesday nights and certain you know scheduled performances. So when she's on, her name is above the title. It is Donna Murphy's night. There's no mention of Bette Midler. Any, it's, it's about Donna Murphy that night. But there were these angry audience members <laughs> there because they were promised Bette Midler in their minds. But however, yeah. it's printed on the tickets. You're seeing Donna Murphy. It's all about her tonight. Um, and so there, and and so people were screaming at the box office. At first, I watched and I didn't understand what was going on because I, you know, and they were just like, "We want our money back." I and love it was like, picturing you walking into walking this scene. in, like, and it's just like I'm, and I'm just like, and I, you know, I was like, "What is going on with these?" You know, and I also got my ticket last minute because I wasn't even planning to see the show, but I'd heard enough about it, and I was like, and I had a, and I this was right when I got back from Berlin and I got in earlier and I was like, I actually have time to check out a show. God forbid I sleep or do anything. And I also wanted to stay up because I didn't want to go to bed early. Sure. Yeah. You want to reset the clock. And I went online and I was like, I wonder if there's a ticket for Hello Dolly. There was a one ticket, second row center for like a hundred bucks. And I was like, that's me. That's mine. So I kind of walk in. I'm just off a plane from, from Europe and I'm just out of it. People are screaming. People are upset. (laughs) I walk in, I sit down in this theater. I I sit down next to this guy. And then this woman is on the other side of him and she's just loudly complaining to anyone who will listen. And just like, it's really disappointing when you get your tickets months in advance and, and and Bette Miller doesn't even have decency to show up. Cause she owes me. She owes me. And so this guy sitting next to me just 
digs into this woman in the most delicious way. He said, excuse me, ma'am, you're getting ready to watch a two-time Tony Award-winning legend. You're in good hands. Also, this was scheduled months in advance, so don't blame Bette Midler either. It's neither of these ladies' fault. And I was like, yes, I love him. Mm-hmm. So then... Um, uh, we watched the show, and I'm. It, it, she was great. Yeah. She was fantastic in the show. At intermission, he was. He, the guy was just like, "How are you liking the show?" And I was like, "I love her. She's wonderful. She's, she's so great." And and he was like, you know, um, he was like, "I saw this a month ago with Bette Midler, and I actually, you know, he was like, I actually enjoyed Donna Murphy even more because he's like, it's just, it's Bette Midler's great, but she's mm-hmm. always Bette Midler. Yeah. yeah. So we did this whole conversation about it, and then he was like, you know, he was like, but I, I came a month ago with my partner, and my partner didn't want to come again, so I gave up my ticket. And and I was like, I'm sitting in your partner's seat. Because, oh, like, it was wow. getting, you know? And so we had this really great moment. And he was like, if you're comfortable, um, if you want to enter your email address, I have tickets for this other show that I think you would really like. And it was Isn't this, that cool? It wasn't that so sweet. And yeah. he was so nice about it. And we had such a lovely moment together watching Hello, Dolly. And mm-hmm. I was just like, how nice that is mm-hmm. when you can connect to somebody with somebody. And it was just that. It was just about that moment right then and there. There was nothing else attached to it. There was no sense of like... Oh, and you know, I, it was yeah, and and I really think we should be doing that more, especially in the state of the world right now. We all need to be talking to each other more. We need to be out. We need to be listening and yeah. connecting, and not separating, and not sort of in our own little fortresses. You know, I met a guy on a plane um, once from New York to L.A., and we were just chatting. I mean, this was not romantic, just mm-hmm. friendly conversation. Yeah. We just and I don't normally talk on planes, but mm-hmm. we just had this great conversation and I don't know how the idea came up, but we decided it was just this weird thing. We decided we were going to be pen pals. Even though we were both <laughs> oh my God. we were both flying to LA. We both lived in LA, but different places. <laughs> oh my God, we were I like, let's never see each other again, but let's be Pen pals. That's incredible. And we wow. exchange addresses, and we were pen pals for years. Oh my wow. god! And I would write to this guy, and I would tell this guy things that I was not telling anyone. Like we wound up, we would have these really intense because it was like I never had to it's face safe. him. Yeah. I didn't know where the hell he was. Low right. stakes. I wound yeah. up bumping into him at a bar like six years into it, which was crazy. Oh my! And now god. we're like official friends. But isn't that? That how, is really yeah. awesome. How often yeah. would you send a letter? Maybe once a month. But it okay. was it wow. Was, that's a yeah. that's a lot. That's yeah. a commitment. Yeah. yeah, it really is. It was ongoing. You got to yeah. find a stamp. I mean, that's a whole thing. <laughs> um, I mean, it's a lot. I mean, but also just giving like that. Yeah, I, I think there's something so lovely about like yeah, you're safe. I I I can tell you anything. Yeah. Well, when was, was the last time you wrote a letter? To somebody and mail. Oh my god, I can't. I'm, I don't. Have I mean, any even idea. a postcard. I'm 95. I, I write letters. Oh. I love I, that. I even just got some new stationery that I'm very excited really? about. Really? Yeah. Oh. I never knew this about you. Yeah. I love that you do that. Yeah, I like letters. I I, I have a box of letters from people. Wow. It's like one of my favorite things I have. I love. I love that you do that because mm-hmm. I. I love my words and I love to write. I like to write like a really, you know, a lengthy email. I love it. And mm-hmm. I really, that's why Twitter and I don't really get along. Because I'm like, I don't yeah. ever. That's not enough for me to express. I have yeah, to, I don't I understand. have to put it all up on Facebook because Twitter. I'm like, I can really go off on, yeah. a, on a tear. Yeah. You know, but I just don't think I'm, I'm just not, I'm just not zip, 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 joke, joke, mm-hmm. zip. I'm more like, here's a long detailed explanation of all of my thoughts and yeah. experience. I like that better. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, I want to hear about your story in New York, your, uh, your oh, story. Oh, yeah, okay. Well, I was kind of laughing to myself when you gave us that brief explanation that it could be just totally random and mm-hmm. doesn't have to be any, because... No, I love it. When I heard that, I actually did the opposite, and I was like, all right, I want to tell him something that I haven't told people. Oh, I love that. So Please do. Mine's pretty scandalous. I love it. <laughs> um, so I was searching in my mind, and I thought about the fact that once I was unintentionally a prostitute. <gasps> oh my God. Yeah. Yes, so, please. We okay. had the exact same reaction. <laughs> oh my God. We, we both leaned in a little closer, like, oh go God, on. I love it. Okay. okay. So let me set the scene. So this is New York City. This is 90s. Um, great time to live in New York, yeah. right? Um, I was putting myself uh, through school uh-huh. by bartending. I bartended on the Upper West Side at this awesome place called Wildlife, which is oh, now yes. a chirping chicken. What's uh, chirping chicken? A freaking ch- like a chicken restaurant. Ew. It's so sad. I mean, a lot of the cool places yes. that no, were on I the know. Upper West Side are now Ann Taylor or Chirping Chicken. I know. Like I it's know. gone. It's awful. The Upper New West York's Side, dead. I knew. Yeah. Uh, so is it wildlife? Was it sort of like Coyote Ugly? Yes. We I danced imagine on you the living bar. that life That's in New York. That's 100% yes. the life I lived. Yes. I mean, I and I loved it. I remember my uniform, I would wear. A nightgown. <laughs> you, you know Victoria's Secret like little slip nightgowns. Yeah, they're now sure, back yeah. in. They're slip dresses. I would mm-hmm. wear like a slip dress and motorcycle boots. Oh I would God, smoke yes. cigarettes. It's like Romeo dance and Michelle. on the bar. I mean, we were crazy. <laughs> yes, yeah. yes, like that that look. Of yes. Okay, yeah, yeah, sure. Yes, um, no zhuzhing at the bottom. Yeah. Like <laughs> no, a no. little bit more edgy, but sure. Um, Anyway, this one summer, I I can't remember. I was trying to remember why, but I'd left my apartment and I had to live in someone else's apartment in Hell's Kitchen. Uh-huh. And this, uh, there's a reason I'm telling you this. There's there was no air conditioning. I was living yeah. with my friend and I was in her guest bedroom and there was no AC in this apartment, like a fifth story oh. walk up, summertime NYC. No. So like at night, I would take a cold shower and then lay in front of a fan. That's how I'd go to sleep. It was disgusting. Awful. Um, And I remember I either looked one up or talked to someone and I found out that it would cost 500 bucks to get a window air conditioning unit, one you could just put in. Uh And I thought, oh, that's a lot of money. I mean, I was a kid in college. Sure, sure. Um, So cut to, I met Wildlife and I would work, I'd go in at 8 p.m., you know, last call was at four o'clock in the morning. Right, right. Yeah. And so usually from eight to 10, it wasn't very busy. Like at 10 o'clock, the place would explode and then uh-huh. it was crazy all night. But so around eight is when you would have like p- people come in and sit at the bar and you talk to yeah, people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So one night I had a couple come in and, and they were young like me. I think the girl went to Columbia. Okay. And her boyfriend was in town visiting her from Connecticut or something. I don't know. They were cute preppy kids and they sat at the bar and we, I don't know we just hit it off we were all talking having fun I was buying them shots because that's what you do like it was yeah. like you're constantly giving out free drinks so you can be drinking yeah that never happens here it, uh, it really doesn't are you joking because no. it really doesn't yeah, yeah. yeah no, I mean I that was a part of it it Buybacks. was constantly yeah. like giving out shots and whatever and um, I just really hit it off with this couple they were super fun um, I remember they left me a hundred dollar tip when they left Bartenders always wow. remember things like yeah. that. Oh, yeah. I really dug them. Okay, now fast forward. They probably left around 10 o'clock at night. They were going out on their date night, you know, whatever. Before 4 a.m., they came back. And, hey, what's up? You know, all excited to have them back. And they come up, and they let me know, we've been talking. 
Oh, and they're like, listen. Uh-huh. Um, and it turns out they told me they'd been together for a few years. They'd always had this fantasy of the boyfriend watching the girlfriend hook up with another girl. And we've decided because <laughs> it's up to them. You're the girl. We re- we you would be the fantasy person, uh-huh. right? So, you know, I mean, I was m- maybe already considering it a little bit. I mean, I you know, I'm I consider myself pretty adventurous. Like, I sure. will try things. I usually yeah. think when things are presented to me, I'm like. I mean, I think about the grand scheme of life. Yeah, you know exactly. And I'm going, hmm, okay, this is an interesting proposition. And then the guy, you know, who was some like preppy Connecticut kid, slides five C notes on the bar to me and is like, I would happily pay you. And oh, I'm my like, God. and it didn't even dawn on me like, oh, okay, this is the moment I become a hooker. Like I had no judgment <laughs> no, to no, myself. No, no, you know, I no. probably had like 18 mind erasers. But all I thought was, <laughs> oh my God, I can buy an air conditioning unit tomorrow. Yes. I yes. took the money. I'm like, give me 20 minutes to close up. I tucked the money in my oh motorcycle my booth. I love you. And I went home with this. I went with these guys back up to Columbia to like her dorm <laughs> and had my my first lesbian experience oh my with God. this girl with her boyfriend hanging out and watching us. Oh my God. Yeah. Was it was it at all? Was it fun? Was it enjoyable? Was it? Yeah, it was fun. I mean, you know, I I spent a lot of time making out with girls in college. I don't yeah. know. Sometimes I'll check in with. I'll go. Is this normal? Did you do this? And some girls are like, Yeah. Some girls are like, No, not at all. But right. I was pretty adventurous that way. Yeah. I would say I love kissing girls. Sure. Um, anything beyond that isn't totally my jam. Right. But right. yeah, in general, I mean, I had fun. It was just kind of a wild night. Yeah. And there was something sexy to me about the fact that this guy was watching. Oh, you yeah, know, we sure, were all like, sure. it was like, no, we that's were, what I'm it's, saying. It's like, an adventure. It's yeah. absolutely like, a, you know. Um, that and, is, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to. That is not the, the strangest story I've ever heard about people with the end goal being air conditioning <laughs> in New if, York. But what I love is that you... It's like that weird thing where you're like, the universe presents this number at you, 500. Yeah, it, it was exactly like, the number it, I it's needed. It's almost like if he'd slid 400 or 600 <laughs> at you, it wouldn't have, you wouldn't have, maybe not have registered, like, I need that air conditioning. But yeah. the fact that it was literally that amount, there was something. It was the, like the universe wanted yes, me to have a lesbian things, experience. Like, this is what you need. Or air conditioning. It was yes. just like you getting the seat to Hello Dolly. Yes, you're like, yes, it's like, <laughs> just like. Meant it. to be. <laughs> You're having wild sexual experiences, and I'm watching. I don't know if I'd bizarre call it wild. women like walk down stairs in, in grand, uh, you know, uh, showgirl hats. I don't know if we um, were wild. I mean, we were all uh, extremely tipsy. It was probably yeah. a mess and yeah. ridiculous. A lot but of bumbling, yeah, apologizing and elbows. Yeah, I had no idea what was happening or what we were doing. But I, I just, I, I, I love that, and I, and I think that they're they're also there's just something about like youth. And I have another friend who has a who has kind of a similar story where he basically was like needed a certain amount of money, and there was a man that offered him the, that exact <laughs> amount of money, and he no, and it was just like here we go, yeah. And and then he actually and it actually like made him cry because he was just like I needed it so badly. It was like a rent situation, oh, and he was yeah. like it was the most beautiful thing, you know. And it's like you know we you know and again, it's yeah. 
I mean, it's it's it's. I, mean, it's, I try and say yes to life. It's always absolutely. kind of been my motto. Yeah. If anything, like I said, comes up, I just think, you know, life is like a, a game to me or, or a sporting match or something, and I want right. to be in it. Right. I don't want to be on the sidelines. Sure. I want to have these experiences and be like, yes, I did that. Yes. And aren't I've, you glad, like, if that had happened and you said no? You wouldn't have the story. You would just be. You would have been like, you know, what was what would be the end game? And I was a better person for it. Yeah, like, I'm a good girl. No, no who gives it's a like, shit. No, you're and, yeah. and you're really not. Like none of us are. Like none of us are above, you know, like you know, experience. Yeah. I mean, in a way that I'm like, I, I mean, I think that's that's wonderful. And then you know, there's you know, you would regret not doing things. I mean, the thing, you know, I regret saying no to certain. Th- that's what I mean. Like, like you know. say yes to life. You got to do it. Yeah. You know, you got to do it. And otherwise I, I you're put that air conditioning in the next day <laughs> as well. And it's such a funny thing to have like for I don't I think I lived in Hell's Kitchen for that summer. But just to every time you go to turn on your window AC unit to be like. Mm. I, earned, uh, I earned this. Uh, I worked for this. Thanks, Brad and Lauren. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the only thing I would say that was like creepy about this after the fact, I don't know what went on with Brad and Lauren post, <laughs> but I feel like, and I, I don't remember details, but I feel like Brad then moved to the city and sometimes Brad would be in wildlife without oh. Lauren and I'd be like dancing uh, yeah. on the bar and I might see Brad with a friend like oh, po- oh, gesturing yeah. up and I'd be like oh come on eat yeah, a dick fuck, for, yeah, you know yeah, what exactly. I mean also it ain't happening again yeah. don't think that yeah. this is yeah. like my life now yeah. this is not our relationship I'm not a full time prostitute we don't have a thing you know <laughs> I like to think Brad was pointing at you saying that's the reason we don't have air conditioning <laughs> <laughs> All right, Dave, I want to hear your... Yeah. Uh, well, it's actually up. not that different than yours. Oh the God, out- I love but it. But the outcome was very different, and my currency was back rubs. Oh, um, okay. I am a whore for back rubs, foot rubs. I love massages. Yeah, me too, me too. Me too. Uh, and I was at a party in college, and there was a guy who worked at a restaurant with a bunch of people that was a... And this is, this is Michigan, probably 1995. Mm-hmm. Um, not a very open-minded community, but mm-hmm. I like to think my friends were... Sure. And he was a very flamboyant gentleman that would mm-hmm. show up at a at a party with like uh his friend that was with him on a dog collar. Like Oh my god. <laughs> a like, dog collar? Yeah, like real like in ninety five. Like real shocking Good kind of I mean, hey, live your life, say yes to life, but mm-hmm. I probably would have judged that a little bit too. Well, like, I mean there was judgment going on. Yeah, sure. So I knew him because he was that guy. Right. And we were hanging out at a party one night, same house we always had where we always had parties. And he had put his hands on my shoulder and gave I was like, Ooh, all right. Mm-hmm. And I knew that he had a reputation for going home with guys, with straight guys, mm-hmm. and experimenting with Sure. Them. And I saw a window. And this, is, this story kind of makes me a horrible person. Oh, my God. I want to hear it. Great. Uh, he said, I'm really drunk. Um, I don't know if I can make it all the way home. I live two blocks away. I'm like, well, you can stay in my house. No problem. And there was like a sparkle in his eye, like, oh, all right. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Look at this little, uh, I guess you would describe me as a twink at the time. Oh my God, I love it. I want to imagine you as a twink. Um, well, I don't know. What's a twink? A it's twink a is young a young looking. Yeah. Um, I had bleach blonde hair. Sure. 
probably. Is it positive or negative connotation? I, I think it just uh, means uh, a um, cute younger guy. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. It, it can a compliment. It's, it's definitely like, yeah, not a. It's not a. Sl- it's not a. Um, an insult to a call twink. someone a twink. It's, you okay. know. Um, yeah, but uh, yeah, there are definitely things that go along with it where you, you know sort of assume that they may not be the smartest thing in the world. But a lot of it's just your age and your size. It's like little skinny, cute. Uh, you know, boy. Yeah, yeah like I was a little, boy. Little, okay. little punk boy. Sure. Okay. Um, you know, sophomore year of sure. college. So everybody's really drunk. We go back to my house and we're sitting on the couch and he's going through my CDs and he's like, oh, Prince. I'm like, yeah, Prince. I'm, I'm a human being with a soul, of course. Yeah, sure. Uh, so we put some Prince on and he's like, how about that back rub? I'm like, yeah, all right, cool. So he's rubbing my back and, um, you know, lays me down on the couch and he's sitting next to me and rubbing my back. And at one point, I feel his breath on the back of my neck. Mm-hmm. And that that was my line. Yes. And I said, I appreciate this. Thank you very much. If you want to sleep in my roommate's room. And I went upstairs and went to bed. And So you really wanted a back rub. You weren't at all interested in experimenting with this guy. Not at all. Oh, okay. Okay. No. Um, I... I Manipulated him emotionally to get a back, <laughs> get a back rub. Just to, to get, get a back massage a seems back like rub. a lot of risk for small reward. <laughs> well, yeah, I, like, I thought about it. Like he puts people in dog collars. But you're <laughs> yeah, like, he was honestly, not be like, uh, you know, yeah. So the next morning, my roommate had been out of town. Uh, that was probably something else I brought up. Yeah, my roommate's out of town. You you could stay over. Sure. So sure. I mean, I I very much <laughs> knew what I was doing. Oh my and god! To get a back rub, just I, a fascinating. Damn back if rub, you had yeah. felt wow. his hands, <laughs> um, but the next morning he was gone before I I woke up, and I was telling some of my friends the next day. Apparently, my roommate a few weeks earlier had been at the same party and had gone through the exact same thing. What? And his outcome was very different. He woke up and saw photos of my roommate in my roommate's bedroom where he spent the night and went to work and said, oh my God, I went home with this guy last night. Like, oh, you went home with Dave? He's like, yeah, I just rubbed his back and I slept in his friend's room. But his roommate's room was the guy I fucked the shit out of two weeks ago. Oh my God, and did you know, you didn't know I had no idea. No, wow. my, my friend had a fiance. He was one of those guys that got married in college uh-huh. or right out of college. Uh-huh. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I had said to my friend earlier, hey, that, that dude, and I can't remember his name now, but... Um, yeah, well, you don't big, really want to say his real name. Yeah, you know? Big yeah. Bo, he had like a name like, like that, oh, some yeah. kind of Hi, like big crazy Bo. name. Big Bo. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> and I was like, yeah, Big Bo uh, was at the party last night. I let him. He's like, oh, I don't like that guy. Don't, don't ever bring that guy up to me again. He really upsets me. I was like, wow, that's weird, but I didn't pry. Then I found out it was because Big Bo had... Yeah. Uh, well, you know, and th- this is so interesting because this is really like, and I think this is changing a lot, but this is so different between between women and men because like women are able to... Like mm-hmm. just have we're this, like we're allowed, you're just allowed, and you mm-hmm. allow yourselves mm-hmm. to not have the hangups. Like men have such yeah. hangups with intimacy. It doesn't necessarily mean sex and sexuality, and it doesn't mean that like you're gay. And it's something that I find I I have hope for the the kids because mm-hmm. I see a lot in young boys that they are able to express affection towards each other that doesn't mm-hmm. mean they're gay. Doesn't mean yeah. right. They have this like you know it it's it's literally like you know. We have a need to touch each other. We have a need to connect. It's you love back rubs. You know, it's like a thing where you're like, you want that. We crave that. It's a human thing. 
And it's like, it's so interesting. It's like, yeah, boys have to like, they have to fight. They have to play football. They have to bash into each other in order to like connect with each mm-hmm. other physically. Otherwise, because that's okay. But God forbid it'd be anything like so soft true, and gentle, right? you know? Yeah. And for women, it's like, no, I want like an experience. And it doesn't mean you're gay to like have an experience, a sexual experience with a woman. Like women can have... 50 sexual experiences with other women and not be considered gay. A man has one questionable experience with another man and he is a fag and he is like, you know, and so men have, they carry this weird thing around like, what does this mean? What is this thing? And it's so, it's And it's the men who put it there. Yeah, absolutely. Completely. Absolutely. And then it's like, so what, because it's the thing too, it's like, so your roommate like had sex with this guy. It doesn't necessarily mean that you're, that you're, you know, always that the roommate is is gay or closet it can mean like shades of gray it can mean yeah. like sure maybe a little bit he was and curious he wanted, wanted to see wondered what it was right, like right 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 but you know he was so like he didn't want anybody to know that of course because yeah. that's the that's no the that's the thing that's the thing and he has to be like that guy upsets me now mm-hmm. it's like yeah because he has because, to turn on the yeah. whole situation because he don't you last week yeah I, I really hate that guy he yeah. grosses me out that, because that we guy had that crazy made awesome love sloppy to me? sex yeah. yeah exactly so I mean I just think that's so interesting that you know um and yeah, I mean, and and again, yes, like uh, I, I will say, I, I you absolutely manipulated that guy, and I, I mean, I love it. I, I mean, I, I feel bad. I hope I didn't, you know. No, I mean, you're admitting. I mean, my God, we're human beings. We do no. things all the time. I feel like I he know. probably moved on. I, I'm, I'm sure, sure he was fine, <laughs> but yeah, you know, I, I knew exactly. what I was doing. Um, <laughs> the thing is too that I've, I, we've all done that. We've all in different ways. We've all been like, oh, I'll, I'll go you know home with somebody and then just decide oh, I don't really want to do this anymore and you have every right to say no I mean it's not like it's not like um, you know that guy deserved to have sex with you because you invited him home you let him have a place to sleep you know what I mean it's not yeah. you know that's that's how and that's how a lot of rape happens when you're like um, this is what we have going on you have a, at any stage of the game you have a right to say no um, right. you know for any reason it can just be like I don't think so I, don't, I disagree like if do I bought a guy dinner like I'm like it's <laughs> You know what I mean? I'm taking it regardless. Yeah. You so I hope he's that. into it. Oh my God, I love you. <laughs> yeah, sometimes you Also, I love that you're like still in that place. You're like full up with boyfriend. But if I buy some guy dinner, yeah. it's it's happening. I'm fucking him. I'm, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm taking it. I'm not really interested if he's into it or not. <laughs> <laughs> See? Women are just more evolved than we are. Men are messes. We're we're just we're in a we're in a really messy. But place I, right I now. feel like it's such a secret society with men because I've asked, you know, boyfriends. I always try and ask guys, straight guys, like, did you ever have? Like, I'm curious, you know, did you ever have just an experiment or something? Or uh-huh. and, no, it's always so like, it's, what are you it's, talking it's, about? Of course not. And I'm like. Really, it's hard for me to believe with like fraternities, yeah, and no, we all, we all jerked off on a piece of bread, but it wasn't gay. Yeah, you know, exactly. It's like that I just, things I know, and it's things like that that are so much more, you know, because we have to, we we like have to, uh, you know, distance any sort of like I say intimacy from it. It has yeah. to be some gross thing. It has to be something that's so yeah. like, well, yeah, yeah, exactly. We all, we you know, we, you know, jerk each other off, but that's, you know, that's not the same. And I'm like, but God forbid you would kiss or like, God forbid you would just like have a moment. And again, not that you have to, it's not like you, it's not like I think, you know, I'm not trying to like force, you know, I know, you know, the gay agenda on the world, but it's like, <laughs> you know, as much as that'd be, no, it's just, it's, it's just something that it is, it's like women are just so much more open to yeah. 
having those experiences and and uh, admitting them, you know, and it's like because it just it makes no sense to me. And I think also it's also really hard for, you know, for bisexual men to to. Uh, that's another thing. It's like they have such a hard thing with it because gay people are so horrible to bisexual men because uh, to men, not to the women, but to men, because we think you're lying. We think, oh, you know, you're really not. There's no way you can actually be bi. You must. So gay men do it to be, as much as straight men do it mm. in a really strange place. And it's like it, it really bums me out because I, I believe that they're, you know, we're all unicorns and we all can be whatever. And yeah. it's like, you know, and you were saying it's like you like kissing girls. I'm like, I occasionally kiss girls and I love it. I mean, I love it, you know, and it's like something that like it's it never goes further than that. But it's like really it's like, who cares? And I know it's like, can I ask you? So you've never gone beyond kissing? No, I have. I have. I've, I've slept with uh, a girl before one time in college. What, and then did that do it for you? No, it didn't really like do it for me. I, actually, it wasn't like. Horrible. It wasn't like this experience that was okay, just like, I, oh my god, the worst some of my thing friends ever. Tell me yeah, that. a lot of people it is. A lot of people it's like it was the worst. It definitely required a lot of focus, and it was a lot more difficult than it should have been. Did you, you know, know I mean? when you were with her? Did you know that you were gay? No, I mean, I yes and no. Like I was so removed from my sexuality until really after college, and for me, I was still like I was hooking up with people, like you mm-hmm. know, and I was I was hooked up with, with quite a you know a handful of guys when I was in college, but I never dealt with it. And I had gay friends. I had everyone come out to me first, so everyone knew kind of before yeah. I did. And it was something that I was like, and I didn't even have major trauma attached to it as much as I was sort of just disconnected. I it just didn't really. That's that's the best way I can sort of describe it, where I was just sort of like, it wasn't until I like, like, you know, left North Carolina and spent a summer in Kentucky. And I was like, oh, I have a new identity here and I'll just just be gay here. And it's wow. fine. Most people don't associate Kentucky with the place of their uh, sexual awakening. Well, they haven't been that. to Kentucky because let me tell you, there's yeah. some real. <laughs> where did you go to school? I went to Wake Forest in North Carolina. Oh, yeah. 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 So um, and it was it's you know, it's it's. Strange, and I don't understand. I think I look back, and I'm like, almost all of of my male friends in college were gay, but we, but there were so few of us who were out. And even though we all were hooking up and watching John Waters movies and talking about, you know, Carol Burnett or whatever, we weren't putting all the pieces together. Interesting. And we sort of had each other as like a protection of sort of like, you know, I remember like. We were sort of above it in a, in a way because we were terrified. You know what yeah. I mean? We were like, "Oh my god, some you know, if you're gay, like, ugh, you, like we don't need to hear about your issues." I remember we used to always talk about like somebody's a bucket of issues, <laughs> and it was just us being like, "We're above any being any of those things." So I really do. I try to be very sympathetic to people who are closeted or who truly just don't know. Yeah. I mean, you know, we have friends that are like come out in their late, you know, in their forties, mm-hmm. fifties, yep. and whatever, and they're like, I. And it's a thing where you're like, we all know, and then they just are like, I just didn't know. And I understand that on some weird level. And then once you come out, it's like so not a big deal. Like you think it's going to be this crazy weird thing, and everyone's like, yeah, yeah, we know. You know, <laughs> yeah. it's not, you know. I mean, occasionally there are people that come out. I'm like, really? That's so interesting. I had no idea. But moving on, you know, what are we going to have for lunch? Like you don't really think beyond mm. that. But we carry on so much. It's you know, and it's and it is a mild form of narcissism that we think the world's gonna change if we do this. It's like no, no it's people scary. are scary, it, but it's very scary. I, I love the fact I say it all the time. I'm so proud to live in a place 
where I feel like we embrace it so uh-huh, much, uh-huh. you know, and I'm, I feel like every time I'm meeting a kid or a teenager mm-hmm. somewhere back East or something, and I, I'm like, move to California, like as soon yeah, as you yeah. can, yeah. Get, out, get out to LA, because right. y- your life is going to shift in uh-huh. a really cool way. Like, right. I'm just very proud of that. Yeah. yeah. And also, like, you can always go back because a lot of people, for a lot of people, it's not, it's, but you need to see the world. You need to be in a mm-hmm. place where you can just be whoever be you, you want to be mm-hmm. you know and it is very strange to to say that about LA where everyone's going to be very image obsessed and worried about how they look. but there's such a live and let live thing about California oh, yeah. that takes I... over that I that I I've always argued that that LA is is very chill in that way about like you do you like oh, I, mean, I think and, so and, yeah, and, no matter what yeah and I don't think uh you know it, it, it's also like the the fear is so much greater than the than the reality like yeah. when you it's just like everything when you think about i'm going on a big trip and all the the anxiety that goes on with that and then you're on the trip and you're like this is fun this is fine this, this is, is fine just... this is great whatever and la more than anywhere else that i've lived is just really what you make of it like, Absolutely, I can I can have a little Midwestern group of friends from Michigan. Mm-hmm. I can have my little punk rock group of friends if I want to. Right, and I fell into a big group of comedians and improv yeah. guys because that's just where I felt comfortable hanging out with people mm-hmm. that made me laugh. Right, you can find whatever you want. Right here, absolutely. Yeah, I kind of I always say it's like we're at the land of the black sheep. Yes, mm-hmm. and yes. I love I love being here. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, we're all kind of out of step we're together. Freaks. We're yeah. all yeah, completely, and we it's find each other, and we're yep. just like, "Oh yeah, I see you, I mm-hmm. get you," yep. and it's all good and it's fine. Yeah. And we're more alike than we are different. We've told, been told all our lives how different we are and how we don't fit in, and we are the black sheep. And then mm-hmm. you get to learn, you're like, "Oh, we've all done these," you know. And we've sort of, and in, in a very like you know comforting way, and as opposed to we all have to look the same way, we have to be, you know, we have to think the same Ugh. way, we have to live in the same colored house, we have to, you know, mm-hmm. have the same amount of children, and all that bullshit, which is not at all human. Yeah. You know, it's like, you know. I love me some black sheep. I feel like yeah. it's like yeah. the most compassionate mm-hmm. people. Well, uh, growing up, were you guys kind of the black sheep? Were you sort of the, the, the one, like in high school, that did your own thing? Or were you more? Y- yes and no. I, I had a very bizarre reality in that I grew up in a small town in North Carolina. And I, I think very similar to how I am now. I was probably, I was a way wilder and just like, you know, and I, I didn't really know that I was an actor. So I was, I would act out all the time and I was just always, I, had, I would act like I was possessed or I had characters in me all the time. I didn't realize that like <laughs> I could make a living doing that. I was just, but, but I'm very, I think I'm, I've had friends tell me like I'm very similar to how I am now. And I was weirdly popular. I remember a lot of people were like, oh, that must have been horrible to grow up in North Carolina in a small town. It must, you must have been. And I was, yeah, definitely verbally bullied a lot in seventh grade. And that was my welcome to the dollhouse year. And it was really, it was, it was terrible. Once you convince people that you're possessed, they do leave you alone in North Carolina. <laughs> um, so that's my advice to kids. I'm like, act like you have the devil inside you yeah. and they will get away from you. Um, but ultimately, especially by high school, like I was doing my own thing and I was like, and I was like weirdly popular, but and so I feel very, I'm very grateful for that because I, I, um, but in a lot of ways too. I mean, I was kind of an asshole because I didn't, I did, I, I was sort of allowed to be, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, people found me funny, so and I didn't really understand like, oh, I need, I had to see like m- me hurt people's feelings to realize like, oh, I have an effect on people. Yeah. Oh, I have an ability to really 
really hurt somebody. Yeah. Um, wow, that's pretty major. I had to sort of learn that because, you know, um, I don't know. I, I, I feel like I, I probably hurt more people than, than people hurt me in a weird way. And hmm. at least in my memory of, of how it all and how it all went down. It's hard to picture you like that. I mean, just I mean, from what I know of you, it's hard for me to picture you hurting anyone. I just I think I was more like I just wasn't aware of where the line where the line right. was, and I just knew mm-hmm. how to be really sassy and insulting. Mm-hmm. I could just be like, <laughs> I would just go for the throat. And now I'm so scared. It's like doing improv. I feel like it's in me at any time to just lash out, like I'm on stage or in something, and I'm like, no, you can't do that. You can't. You have to take care of people's feelings, and you have to be like a human being, and you know, not. So yeah, I'm. Isn't I'm very it the worst having to be a human being? Yeah. It is. It's so messy and scary and yeah. stupid at the same mm-hmm. time. But you know, it's great. That's kind of that's <laughs> the other thing about LA is, uh, I feel like everybody that's in the same industries that we are, there's this this sort of Peter Pan kind of thing. Where yeah. none of us have actually kind of grown up. We still have to go well, that's and the perform thing. on like, stage or make movies or, or, for a or drink wild turkey on a bus and yeah, wander around. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Wild you know, turkey. I think about, you know, and it's, and it's like, or, you know, uh, it's just like a, sort of my two day uh, just drinking binge. And on a, this is Thursday, you guys. Yeah, but so yeah, it's like I know. A Tuesday and Wednesday night. I just decided to do that in the middle of my week. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I love it. You know, I know. I love it too. Um, you can also start a band or put on a rock opera. Or I saw yeah. you guys perform Teen Witch the musical. Yes, which is still did. one of the high points of live, live theater of my life. Did you ever see that, Allison? We no. did that at the Groundlings. It was no. so it was Colleen, good. Uh, Colleen Smith's show that we did at the Groundlings. The bunch of and it was and oh, we did Teen Witch so uh, live on stage. Did you know that movie? Yes. Okay, so we did the you know and Robin Lively came uh, to the show you know and uh, yeah. When did you guys do so, that? This was a few years. We did back. it off and on for several years. Mm. We've done it many times, and mm. it's it is my favorite thing to do. I mean, it I was you you no offense to the other people on stage. But I want to hear it. You stole the show. Oh my god! Whenever, oh, come on. Whenever you were on stage, I had that best. Part. I mean, I was Marsha Wallace. I got yeah, yeah, yeah. And you, you know, had the same green my, dress. And oh, no, was, oh, that's but that's like my go-to, my stock character. I'm getting now, excited just just crazy talking drama about teacher. it. Yeah. Um, well, thank you so much, Dave. You have a podcast co- called um, Beyond Yacht Rock. Beyond Yacht Rock, right here, and on it's Feral on Feral Audio. Audio. Mm-hmm. Um, Yacht Rock. I'm going to talk a little bit of this in my in my intro. Um, it, it was just from my one of my favorite times in my life was when I was involved with Channel 101 and a really, really special podcast. And you guys were a movement. I mean, Yacht Rock was a movement that changed, was, really changed the face of entertainment. Like, let's just say it. It, it was very surprising. It was viral before viral videos were a thing. Yes. Like when YouTube turned. Did you ever see Yacht Rock, Allison? Mm-mm. Oh, it's just it's, uh, so special. It's the fictionalized uh, documentation of the incestuous music scene in the late 70s and early 80s in Southern California, and we told it through the eyes of Kenny Loggins and Michael McDonald. Oh it is it. so good. I love so, it. So we good. acted the- out all these parts. What, <laughs> what really hit it for me, when YouTube turned two in 2007, mm-hmm. they had a full page uh, on the front page of every entertainment section in the newspaper in, in the country. And it was all about YouTube and this new cultural revolution that was happening. And the top third of the page was a photo of me and uh, my friends J.D. and Hunter that mm-hmm. we made the, mm-hmm. the show with. And I'm looking at this thinking, we didn't make this for YouTube. But now we're the 
face wow. of it. You guys were before YouTube. I mean, yeah. Channel 101 happened before YouTube. Yeah, if, it, if we'd made it two years later, we'd probably all be millionaires Oh, yeah, now. exactly. Isn't that funny? But like, you were weird. ahead of the trend. Like, yeah, yeah and now the, there's yeah. Sirius XM mm-hmm. radio stations, uh, Yacht Rock. There's uh, Yacht Rock categories on iTunes. There's Yacht Rock cover bands that make a living. <laughs> Be, and and we forgot to uh, buy the the web space or copyright the name. <laughs> oh my God! Wow! So, wow! But and they can still. Where can they watch episodes of Yacht Rock? Uh, well, it's at channel one one hundred one dot com, uh, yachtrock dot com. I think so. Channel one hundred one still has has the the backlogs yeah. of all the. I the mean, shows. if if you just Google Yacht Rock on YouTube, they all yeah. pop up. Okay. okay. Uh, but it was it was a fun time. It's it was a uh, wonderful show, and it's like yeah, you guys and, started, and that's what was so great about Channel 101, and also California or Los Angeles in general. Mm-hmm. It was us dicking around in my backyard with a camera, yep. with my best friends. Yep, and it registered with people. Yes. People, yeah. people dug it. Yeah, and it was fun to do, and I'm just glad people are still talking about it. Yeah, absolutely. Twelve years later. Twelve years yeah. later. Oh, and we're still also young and fresh. No, new experiences fresh. in front of in front of us. Yeah, you can't see us at home, but we look fantastic. We look so good. Oh, oh very fresh. Yeah, Allison's making some margaritas. Yeah, gonna have an afternoon. <laughs> I'm sweating jalapeno. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, you guys. So we're at it. We're we're beyond time. Oh. I, I I love it. Um, so thank, thank you. Thank you guys so much for doing this. Thank it was you so for fun. having us. Yeah, thank you for doing this. Um, us, because we're we're a team now. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Dave and Allison. Allison and Dave. Mm-hmm. Dave Lyons, Allison, Allison Dunbar, and uh, thank you all so much for for doing the show today. And uh, this has been another episode of Drew Drogi's Minor Revelations. Have a week. Mm-hmm.